interesting people, incredible stories. This is Talk All Things with JP. And welcome to Talk All Things with JP. I'm your host, JP. Today's guest I'm very excited to have on the show. Dina Basile from TV Access is the creator of a very special event coming up in Melbourne this month. Groove Tunes is an inclusive night of live music for everyone to enjoy and will be held at the renowned Corner Hotel. And welcome to the podcast show, Dina. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. No worries. Thank you. Dina, could you please tell us a little bit about your background and working in the disability sector? Yeah, so at three months old, I was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy. So I now use a powered wheelchair full time. So disability for me is something I've known and worked with my whole life. Um, I grew up as well around live music. So my mum took me to my first show when I was 11 and I fell in love. Um, And then from there, I I went to gigs as often as I could and ended up doing a degree in entertainment management. Um, And I guess from there, I saw a gap in the industry as a person with disability myself uh, for accessibility in the live music and events. And that's sort of where I started TV because I wanted to fill the gap of of disability in in the music and art space. Dina, so could you tell us more about TV Access and what service do they provide? Yeah, so TV was founded in 2018. TV Access is about bringing together the disability community and the arts community. Uh, We focus on three main goals. So the first is educating the music and arts industry about how to be more inclusive for people with disability. And this is done through workshops that we provide as well as lecturing at universities. Our second goal is about consulting with events and venues as well as artists of all sizes. And then the third is we're really passionate about representing and advocating for musicians with disability across the sector. Could you please tell us about Group Jude? What's that about? So to create our own show, I guess it was the dream for from day one for TV and now We're a couple of weeks away, which is really exciting. Um, This event has been two years in the making, um, but we're very excited to see it come to life. I I guess my goal was to create an event that showcased how easily accessibility could be implemented in a mainstream space. So our event is at the Corner Hotel. Um, And I also wanted an event that supported musicians with disabilities. So... I guess once TV had a few more, a few years to become established, I started brainstorming and creating what is now Groove Tunes, which is an all-inclusive event, a gig. So who are some of the artists performing? I'm excited. Who are going to be performing? So we have our wonderfully talented St. Ergo, Irene Jong and Edward Rusak, who are all artists who identify as having a disability. Then we have our pop star Matilda Pearl and surf rock trio, the Grogans, who are headlining group tunes. Nice. Um, and where is the event happening and how do we get tickets? So the gig is March 19th at the Corner Hotel in Richmond. Tickets are available through Ozpic or people can head to our website, 
which is www.tvconsultant.com. Uh, we're also on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and our Instagram is GrooveTunes, full stop AU. Beautiful. Can't wait to hear about the gig and checking it out. Um, yeah, and, and hearing all about it, chatting again soon. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. No worries. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast show. That's okay. Wow. Sounds like a great night of entertainment at the Corner Hotel. Up next, a very special chat with someone in my life. This is the Talk All Things podcast. We could all do with a little more education about disability. And our show, Disability Matters, does just that. Each week, we chat about the reality of living with our disability and discuss conclusion, confidence and acceptance. Plus, we play some classic hits from the 70s and 80s. Disability Matters, Thursday nights at 6 here on The Buzz. Interesting people, incredible stories. This is Talk All Things with JP. And welcome to Talk All Things with JP. I'm your host, JP. Today's guest I'm very excited to have on the show. Naeem Malham was a former mayor of the greater city, Dandenong. And welcome to Talk All Things, Naeem, also known as my dad. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on, JP. Uh, no worries, dad. Uh, Dad, when you're uh, not uh, doing anything during your week, what do you like to do to relax? Well, uh, um, most of the time when I get out of my uh, work and take my suit and tie off and things like that, I would like to put my working gear on at home maintenance and uh, work in the garden and things like that. That's most of the things. It really makes me satisfied and then get a little bit, a little bit tired. And then when I'm uh, uh, sort of uh, tired and wanted to stop work, then I go and relax and watch TV and mainly uh, Canada Affairs. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, that uh, music puts me in a really good mood. What music do you like to listen to? Uh, most of the... A music when I I feel like uh, uh, you and and me together. If I wanted to talk about uh, music, surely sometimes we go and start to sing together, like uh, another one bites the dust, or you know uh, things like that. Those type of music. That's really good. So they we've got the time machine in the JP studio. Um, and we're recording the episode. Now, if you could jump into the JP time machine and go into future or past, what would you choose? I would choose to uh, be in a nice, um, clean environment that can be uh, uh, out of uh, any uh, sort of diseases or things like uh, COVID or uh, whatever imposed on us in the last couple of years have impacted so much. Could like to to see nice, free world out of of uh, out of any sort of a diseases or illnesses that you know we gotta be worrying about. 
So those are all the fun questions out of the way. Let's talk Korea now. Okay, I'm ready, JP. Uh, so you you've been on uh, cancel. Uh, how how was that for you? I, JP, as you know, in 1993, I was elected on a, uh, our uh, local council where we used to live at that time, North Springvale, uh, as a local councillor on the former city of Springvale. And that lasted from 93 till, uh, till 1995, till when the state government back then decided to amalgamate council and uh, put councils together. So the former city Springvale amalgamated with the former city of Dandenong, and they become the city of Greater Dandenong. And we had a, a, a rest or leave for a couple of years. Then um, in 1997, they held an election and I renominated for council. And I got elected on the former, on the current city of Greater Dandenong uh, for the Dandenong North Ward. And I served there. Uh, as a local councillor from 97 to 2005. And during that time, I served in 99 and 2000 as the mayor for Greater Dandenong. One of the highlights of my council career was becoming the mayor. And uh, uh, the mayor is, is a very privileged position that you work with your fellow councillors as well as the council officers. And one of the most and very important stuff of the role of the local mayor is uh, present uh, the new uh, Australian who applied for the citizenship to become an Australian on behalf of the government and the immigration minister, uh, grant them with the citizenship, and then they become Australian. And the great sort of a feeling at the time when you're giving someone that piece of paper it says to them that now you are Australian and you have your uh, obligation, obligations and uh, uh, privileges through this paper makes people so happy. And as well as me as the mayor being uh, used to share those happiness with the people and families who get the Australian citizenship. So that's, as, as, a, as a mayor and a local councillor, that was one of the best and highest things in my career as a councillor. Oh, that's really good. Um, as uh, you were met as well, uh, you, you took a group um, uh, uh, to overseas on a trip to China. Could you please tell us about that? Oh, yes. Uh, that, that, that's a great, great question. Thanks, JP, for reminding me with that. In, in 2000, um, uh, sorry, in 1999, in 1999, I've led a delegation from the city of Greater Dandenong to our sister city in China at that time, uh, the sister city called Suzhou in Jiangsu province. And we had that relationship with the uh, sister city, uh, Suzhou, was established 10 years prior to become a mayor myself. And every year, they take a delegation from Australia to our sister city and backward from Suzhou to our sister city. And normally, official goes, councillors, officials, uh, mayor, and council officers, and they exchange ideas and, and, and sort of uh, 
things about uh, 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 progress and development in our city. But during my time, I came up with the idea, I think, if I wanted to go to China's sister city, what, what do I want to do there? Do I have to go and just see the people there and see the sister city, look at their parks and gardens, their buildings, and see what we can implement in Australia? No, that's not good enough. I said to my uh, CEO, council um, uh, chief of the staff, I said to him, I would like to prepare a, a delegation on behalf of the business community in Australia, invite people who are interested in doing uh, business with our sister city and vice versa, export, import from Suzhou to Australia and from Australia to Suzhou. I wanted to send an invitation on behalf of council to all our business community. And we did that and it was very, very very good response from the community, attracted the 24 businesses to actually apply and go with us. And that fully covered by themselves and, and they paid for it. And uh, when we took the delegations there and arrived there, the, the mayor of the city of Suzhou and the government there, they were very impressed with our delegations. And they did say this is the first time since our relationship with the Greater Dandenong that the mayor uh, brings with him a business uh, people are open to do business with China. Uh, that had a very, very good um, positive impact from our counterpart city in China. And then when they uh, uh, started to show us businesses equivalent to these businesses that we've taken with us, they uh, struck a, a deal with five of those people they were with us to do business. So they signed contracts, bought the products, and were to come to Australia. In that time, the mayor of the city of Suzhou was very, very impressed, and they were very happy. So later on, uh, during a time that I was sitting in my hotel room relaxing, I get an email and a special invite from the mayor of Suzhou to attend a citizenship ceremony in in their town hall. And with the discussions with my fellow uh, councillors and council officers, I said, oh, we should accept this uh, invitation. We should go and have a look and see how they grant uh, citizenship to the, to the people in China, like Australia. But I started to think about it and say, does the China have a, a migration program? Do they have people from overseas and they give them citizenship like we have in Australia? I was a bit, you know, suspicions uh, started to rise in my mind about this uh, citizenship ceremony. But nevertheless, I accepted the invitations and, and uh, decided to go. Uh, three days later, when the time is due to go and attend that citizenship ceremony, I went with my fellow delegates, and when we were entering the town hall, I was among the, the first of the people to enter. I saw lots of people in the town hall, and a big, big banner written in it in Chinese, but I can see my name, Naim Melham, written on it as well. And first thing comes to my mind, I thought, oh, that big banner saying in Chinese language, welcome to a citizenship ceremony. We have the mayor name Malham or something like that. Only to 
realized as we entered the hall, people started to clapping and welcoming us and people smiling and things like that. And the mayor was standing on the stage and asked me to come up and invited me to get there. And to my surprise, the interpreters started to talking to people and telling, this is a citizenship ceremony. Is actually we granting the mayor name Melham from Australia an honorary citizenship of our city, and that is due to his commitment to our relationship and good work by bringing delegations to China from the business community. So the fact was that citizenship only for me to honor me to give me an honorary a Chinese citizenship. And I was, uh, at that time, totally surprised, stunned, not knowing what do I want to do, what I want to say. Lots of television cameras around, and we sit down, and they did all the official work. And then uh, when we finished the whole ceremony and went back to our hotel room, I just couldn't believe what I've been through and why that happened. And then later on, during my reflections, and even to these days, I think about it and, and say, wow, what what a good thing it was. And, uh, and yeah, of course, yeah, that's, that's I had really lots good. of feedback here back in Australia about it, and it was such a good thing then. And I can even talk about it for hours and hours, but I think that's long enough. Yeah, that's, that's still long enough. Uh, Dave, uh, you have been awarded a uh, OAM big achievement. Uh, how does this make you feel? Well, this is another uh, uh, a highlight of my life at JP. In 2019, um, I was uh, uh, I had a, a, a minor heart attack, as you know, and I was admitted to hospital, and I find I had a three arteries needed uh, to operated on and they put stints for me. But during my time in the hospital, um, Susan, your mum, my wife, she comes into the hospital and have a letter in her hand just open and she said to me, this is a letter for you from the government house, from the governor of Australia. And I said to her, what's in it? And she said, probably like any invite that you get to one of the occasions that be having a ceremonies or something like that. I said to her, didn't you read it? She said, not really, but I opened it when I saw it from the Governor General. I thought that might have been an invitation, so I kept it for you to have a look. When I opened it, and I was rather surprised and happy in the time that I was reading the letter that says I was nominated for the Order of Australia Award due to my contributions into the community in our local area. And uh, they were telling me in the, in the letter that this award will be presented to me on Australia Day, 26th of January, 2020. I was so happy. I, I looked at uh, Susan and said to her, this is a great. And she said to me, Naeem, you deserve this. You are in your hospital bed on your way to hospital when the ambulance collected you that night to come here, you looked at me, you said goodbye, and you asked me to look into your business bag, and it was a letter to the court on behalf of one of your customers saying to me, please don't forget this letter, 
contact that customer and tell him to come and collect the letter from my house because he needed it. That, that day I was supposed to say to me, people who does that with work and you are committed like that deserve such a, an award. Yeah, so uh, I was very, very happy and now I feel so proud that I've been awarded the Order of Australia. Uh, you are currently working in finance. Could you please tell us about that? Yeah, uh, JP, uh, I'm currently the uh, state manager of Able Banking. Able Banking is uh, a bank that's been in Australia for 30 years. Originally from the Middle East, the owner of Able Banking is Arab Bank Australia Limited. Arab Bank Australia Limited, owned by Arab Bank PLC from Jordan. Some 45 years ago, they started here as a merchant bank, and then they become fully licensed bank. And uh, in 2008, after I left uh, the council, I was approached by the bank that they wanted to open uh, in Dandenong a branch to serve the community. And that this bank was normally strategically targeting the Arabic-speaking community in Australia to assist them and serve them. And I assisted the bank on a consultancy basis to open a branch in Dandenong. And during that sixth time of uh, consultancy to the bank, they have uh, they were very, very pleased with my relationship with them and also what I've done. They offered me a position as a relationship manager at that time, and I uh, I took it um, with happiness, but I said to them, no, thank you very much. I don't like uh, to be like working um, full-time, and, and this I, I still have uh, probably politics in my mind. And then they came back and said, what about if we offer you the top position in Victoria? You'll be the state manager looking after the whole operations and things. And then I said, I'll think about it. I discussed it with uh, my mum and your brother at that time. You were that you were young, and I decided yes to take on the role. And uh, I, I took it on and, and, and sort of uh, took politics out of my mind totally. And now I've been ever since, like now uh, entering my 14th year in finance. And I'm happy as the first day I started uh, doing my work and uh, going very very well for me. Hmm. That's really good. Uh, Naima, this question I will always ask the guests. If you could jump uh, on a plane right now and uh, what's been happening with COVID, uh, where would you go anywhere around the world? Okay. Right. Look, uh, to be honest with you, in my mind, JP, I don't have any... uh, favorite destinations I would like to travel to. The only travel that I'm always enthusiastic about to travel is where I wanted to go with you in particular, that places you want to see. But if I wanted to say, if I want to jump on a plane and, and, and go and visit a place, I would rather visit Lebanon to see relatives and see your grandparents there. Susan's parents are still living there. Uh, most importantly, is we keep in touch with them and see them. Okay. So if the question was about having a holiday and come back, this is what the if uh, the questions was 
jumping on the plane and go and live somewhere else where I where I choose, I can assure you, I would choose nowhere else other than Danville. <laughs> That's it's really good. And uh, we we have a nice, beautiful home as well, Philip Island. So would you jump in the time mach- in the JP time machine and go down to Philip Island as well? Absolutely, absolutely. Go there for fun and uh, nice swim. Uh, in uh, Smith Beach, or go for uh, fishing on on the boat that we have for your brother. Yes, definitely, uh, that would be uh, the favourite, and, and do that on uh, uh, occasional basis. Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll do that and enjoy it, and we uh, keep on doing it. But yeah, so still, uh, uh, home is a sweet home. Would be Dandenong North. Ah, that's really good. Uh, Dave, thank you so much for coming on the podcast show today. Really appreciate it. Thank you, JP. And another great story from Name, aka my dad. Thanks for listening to Talk All Figs with JP. I'm your host, JP. See you next week. This has been another episode of Talk All Things with JP. For other episodes, check us out on Spotify or chuck us a like on Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm.